0: O.J. Simpson was a former NFL superstar who was accused of the double homicide of Nicole Brown Simpson and Ronald Goldman. This trial was deemed the trial of the century. In a small, small, nearly enclosed area near the front gate, the man brutally slashed Nicole, almost severing her neck from her body. Then he struggled with, and repeatedly about 30 times stabbed Ronald Goldman. When informed that his wife had been killed, Simpson did not ask how, when, or by whom. He did, however, cut his hand punching in glass at the Chicago Hotel, or so he claims. Simpson initially claimed not to know the source of the cut. Later in the interview, he suggested the hand was cut when he reached into the Bronco on the night of the murders, then reopened the cut when he broke a glass in the Chicago Hotel room after being informed of Nicole's murder. He had several different um, uh, excuses for why he had cut his hand, and... um, uh, other than that, officers did not ask follow-up questions. They just asked some very basic questions. Under an agreement, and several days later, under the agreement, under uh, with Robert Shapiro, Simpson's attorney, um, OJ was to turn himself into the police headquarters at 10 o'clock by the morning of June 17th, the day after Nicole's funeral, in which, by the way, OJ was there. When Simpson didn't show up by the great time, police told Shapiro that they would be driving to his Brentwood home to pick him up. What followed was the now famous Bronco chase. The slow motion chase would finally end with Simpson's arrest in his own driveway. After making the arrest, police discovered $8,750 $8, $8, in cash, a false beard, and a mustache, a loaded gun, and a passport, and his friend A.C. Collings' vehicle. His court team, the Dream Team, Also, included Johnny Cochran, who had defended other celebrities such as Michael Jackson, forensics expert Barry Sheck, and noted law professor Alan Dershowitz. Despite a mountain of evidence directly implicating Simpson in the murders, Simpson's lawyers argued that their client was framed by a racist police detective, Mark Furman. And also, part of the Dream Team was F. Lee Bailey, who's a huge name in law. And we'll see what happens when this dream team comes together. On June 12th of 1994, Nicole Simpson Brown and Ronald Goldman were murdered. The crime scene location was in the rich, lavish neighborhood of Los Angeles in Brentwood. And this is some of the most important Um, An important bloody fingerprint located on the gateway of Nicole's house was not properly collected and entered into the chain of custody when it was first located. Although it was first documented in his notes by Detective Mark Fuhrman, one of the first to arrive on the scene, no further action was taken to secure it. The detectives who took over from his shift apparently were never aware of the print and eventually it was lost or destroyed without ever being collected. Other items of evidence were also never logged or entered into the chain of custody, which gave the impression that sloppy forensic collection had been carried out at the scene. Photos were taken of critical evidence without scales in them to aid in measurement taking. Items were photographed without being labeled or logged, making it difficult, if not impossible, to link the photos to any specific area of the scene. Separate pieces of evidence were bagged together and of separately, causing cross-contamination. Wet items were also packaged before allowing them to dry, causing critical changes in evidence. Police even used a blanket which came from the inside of the house to cover Nicole Brown's body, contaminating the body and anything surrounding it. Beyond poor evidence collection techniques, sloppy maneuvering at the scene caused more bloody shoe prints to be left by the LAPD than by the perpetrator. The security of the LAPD storage and labs was also brought into question when it was discovered, but some pieces of evidence had been accessed and altered by unauthorized personnel. Simpsons Bronco was entered at least twice. But unauthorized personnel One in the impound yard. Nicole Simpson's mother's glasses had lens go missing while it was in the LAPD facility. For the prosecution, the biggest mistake of the trial may well have been to file the Simpson case in the downtown district rather than, as normal procedure, in the district in which the crime occurred, that in Santa Monica. The prosecutors believe that their case against Simpson was so strong that even the more racially diverse jury Likely in downtown Los Angeles, would have no choice but to convict. The decision of the prosecutors not to sink the death penalty cost prosecutors the advantage of not having a death-qualified jury, which numerous studies suggest they would be more likely to convict. <clears throat> Over the next ninety-nine days of the trial, the prosecution put forward seventy-two witnesses. The first set of witnesses suggested that Simpson had the motive and opportunity to kill. The second set of witnesses suggested that Simpson had in fact used his opportunity to kill his ex-wife, Ronald Goldman. The, po- the most compelling testimony, if one assumed the accuracy of the testing, concerned the two RFLP tests. The first indicated that the blood at the crime scene could have come out from only one of seven 170 million sources of blood, and that O.J. Simpson fit the profile. The second came from blood found the two black socks at the foot of O.J.'s bedroom. According to the prosecution testimony, only one out of 6.8 billion sources of blood matched the sample. Nicole Brown Simpson may well be the only person on earth whose blood matched the blood on the socks. On cross-contamination, cross-examination of the prosecution's DNA experts, the defense had little choice but to begin to develop the theory that either the blood samples were contaminated or they were planted by corrupt police officers. When the courts took a field trip, To the house, it was clear that someone had framed the house to look clean and perfect. For example, a Bible was placed. His new girlfriend's photo was replaced by a photo of U.S. Marshals escorting um, a black child into school amidst segregation and pictures of O.J. golfing with his buddies. The strategy of the Simpson's defense team, called the Dream Team, was to undermine the prosecution's evidence concerning motive and to suggest Simpson was physically incapable of committing crime, raising doubts about the Prosecution's timeline, and finally to suggest that the key physical evidence against Simpson was either contaminated or planted or both. The most talked about evidence was the black glove, and as Judge Ito somewhat reluctantly allowed the, the defense evidence, Ito's decision opened the door for the defense to offer its rather fantastic theory that Furman took a glove from the Bundy crumb scene, rubbed it in Nicole's blood, and then took it to Rockingham to drop it outside. Kaelin's bedroom, as to Frame Simpson. When Judge Ido's clerk read the verdict not guilty, 90% of every person watching the television was watching this event go down in history. Additionally, some jurors have since admitted that the verdict was retribution for the acquittal of white police officers in the beating of Rodney King in 1992. OJ was a free man, nevertheless. And um, this case, it shows the world how important following correct police procedures are to the benefit of the case. It also shows the power of lawyers and the sway of the jury. This case also shows the mistakes of the police officers using witnesses and faulty questioning. It also shows that feelings of segregation and inequality still exist as the African-American community still feel persecuted. And I guess we never will know who murdered these people, although it's very clear who murdered these people.